Hey there, friends. I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius. It is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time, there is so much to be learned in the Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, and grab your copy of the Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hello everyone, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I am your host, but not today. I'm usually your host. Sierra, not today. today, I'm not your host. Bethany's here. She's going to host this podcast. An unfamiliar voice. I like, know. What is happening? Watch out. And for those of you watching on YouTube, we were just talking about her hair because Bethany has amazing hair. So if you're listening and not watching, you're going to have to go Google this or look for it on YouTube so you can see Bethany's hair because that's yeah, it's my only good quality. Really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You have more than one. It's all good. It's the only thing I bring to the table. But so yeah. I'm really excited about today because um, I've wanted to do this for a long time, have someone interview me, which is a little scary, but it's going to be good. And I met Bethany not very long ago, and I was like, she is the perfect person to ask me hard questions, make me cry, I'm sure. Of course, I'm going to laugh. It's going to be so good. Just a so, wide range of emotions. All of it. You guys are going to get to either when you leave today's podcast, you're either never going to listen to another one or you're just going to listen to all of them. I think it's going to be either or you're going to love what you hear or you're going to be like, Sierra's just too much. We can't. Or they're going to send you a secret note and say, don't have her on again. <laughs> or that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to have you on because you have a book that you're in the process of writing. And when that is done and ready, we're going to have you on to talk about that. Yes. 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 So let me introduce. So in case you're like, who, okay, Sierra, who is this person? Let me read her bio. Cause that's what we do in podcast world. So, all right. Bethany Ricks is a seasoned business executive, leadership expert, speaker, and author. She focuses on helping others achieve their well done and living life without compromising character. Bethany openly shares her failures and complexity of hope and what it means to get back up again and again through storytelling. She's a mother of two, resides in Ohio, and an avid outdoors woman, which I'm guessing we're going to chat about, and is often searching for the perfect cup of coffee, which is probably why I first fell in love with you. You got your coffee. I've already had two. I'm like, I better not have any more before this episode. So 
Bethany is going to take over the mic today and yeah. interview me. Are you how ready? are you? How are you doing? To, like we're jumping in. We are jumping in, y'all. How are you doing today? You you have a book that has entered out into the world. For those yes. who do not know, how do you feel? Well, about this book. I'm excited about the book. I don't feel it's kind of like your birthday. You know, when you wake up on your birthday and you're like, do I feel different? Because I'm a year older, not really. I've always struggled with celebrating wins. Okay. And so, because you've had so many wins in your, like you, yeah, you're kind of a big deal. Well, you think I'm a big deal. Oh, you, you and my husband and maybe my kids. <laughs> absolutely. I think you're a big deal. So, what? Tell me about the celebrating thing. I think it's because. I'm always looking to achieve the next thing. So I'm like, okay, check the box, did it, got it done on schedule. Everything went according to plan. Okay. What's next on the agenda. And so I don't stop to celebrate like that was accomplished. That was a good thing. Yeah. And I've just always been like that, like check the box, move on what's next. But you don't tell your clients that. No. What do you tell your clients? I tell them to celebrate their wins. <laughs> I tell them to stop and savor. I mean, I just, I had a couple of clients recently who sold businesses and I'm like, when you sign, I want you to text me and tell me that you did it. And I yeah. want you to go out with a girlfriend and I want you to celebrate that. So that's what I would tell them or my kids, okay. same thing, you know? So in the next 24 hours, you're going to text me. Okay. Everyone's listening. Like we... <laughs> There's an audience. You're going to text me and you're going to tell me what you've done to celebrate. What is a pretty significant accomplishment? Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, I think that's a pretty big deal, especially like what the topic of the book, because it's not a traditional topic that you see out in the world. Yeah. Which I think is pretty impressive. And so, of course, I want you to just tell us what the book's about. Okay. Inventory Genius. Inventory Genius is the name. I love the name. Love it. And that came from a masterclass that I taught once. You know, we're always looking for ways to connect with people and what we're teaching or selling or whatever. And so a couple of years ago, I taught an Inventory Genius masterclass and so many people signed up because they're like, tell me how to be a genius. And I was like, oh, that's a fun, plus it's a fun, you know, catchy name. And so that's just stuck. And I thought, why not write the book title inventory genius? Because I want every single person that reads it, that has inventory to feel capable of being a genius in their business. Yeah. So when I work with people, I tell them like, yes, I know a lot and I can give you direction, but you are the master of your business. You're smart. Like, you know, you know what to do and you know how to do it. Sometimes you just need a little guidance. And so I want everyone to feel like they are a genius in their field. It's not, oh, she's a genius. I can't be like, no, you can be. You're like, same, same. We are the same, which I, you know, I'm not, I'm not running Ironmans, even though you tell me I can, I don't believe you. Um, But this is, this is what I love about you because, so I've worked with a lot of different leaders and you read, you know, that bio. And I was, for those who can't see me, I was drinking my coffee because I don't like talking about myself but I will talk about you. And I've met a lot of leaders over my 20 years in business. And what is significant about you is you provide sustainable solutions, very practical that at some point there's the baton handoff. Yeah. Right. Like at some point it's not, 
you have to be with me forever. Yes. Right. Like you have to, you, you can be like, you can be if you want to be, but I'm going to give solutions, practical business solutions in a way that over time, and I'm assuming you define that time with your client over time, you ride off into the sunset. And I, that is something that is very different from what I have seen in the corporate brick and mortar world as, you know, with consultants who would come in and try to get me to write a check. And also in the non-traditional business space, which is what you deal with, with entrepreneurs. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And so that is that, I mean, that's my assessment from my seat. Is that kind of your goal? Yeah. And it's sad to lose the good people. Like, Anne, I know you're listening, Anne, because she's amazing. And she loves all the podcasts. I love her from White Owl. She like, she just learned all the things. And this last round she came, what do you think? And I was like, I don't think you should keep on with me. Like, I love you and I want you to, but I just, I don't think there's anything else. You know it now. Yes. So I had to let her go and there's been others, you know, and that's, that's always hard because when you have clients that you work, especially on financial issues, like it's really personal and you get to know them and you get to love it. And the the star clients who get to that point are the ones who do the work. And you know, you're like, I don't want to lose you, but yes, I want them to go out and do the work that they learn to do and help other people invest in their communities. You know, they don't need to just keep hiring me over and over. Yeah. Over. I love that. That's I think it speaks a lot to your integrity and your character. My opinion. And I think your listeners are probably nodding like, yeah, yeah, it does. So here's my question. I have it. So we're going in. We're going to, we're going to go. I'm all nervous. What are you about to ask me? So I feel like you've accomplished a lot in your life. What discourages you? Like what, when you, when you look, when you look back and you, you've, and I'm talking in case there are people listening who don't really know you, like, let me just, let me just recap a couple things. Okay. Okay. He's how many Ironmans are we talking? I just Um, want to say it. It'll be number three in a couple of weeks. So in a couple of weeks, we're, we're at number three. Okay. Multiple, you've opened multiple business businesses you've raised two phenomenal kids because personally I think that that is also a like that's six like that's a part of success like we should loop parenting into success right you've so you've paved this life but I want to know what discourages you like what is that what makes you like um not a lot (laughs) interesting question but this is the stuff like leaders because as leaders we rue ha ha and do all those things for people and it can it can make people put us on a pedestal or make them feel like they can't achieve some of the things that others have done so you know that's that's what we're talking about today guys we're gonna go to the other side of the coin yes the other side yeah I mean not 
a lot. Like as an example, so my daughter is in nursing school right now and anatomy and physiology, so, so hard. It's so, so hard. And we're trying to figure out all the ways to study. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good at science stuff, but I can help break things down and I can give, you know, and I can encourage you. So we're standing in the kitchen this weekend, my husband, my daughter and I, and I'm like, you know, yep, you didn't good at, do good on that test, but that one's done. We put it behind us. What's next? But, you know, all the things like you have to learn to take your mind and move on. And Jim goes, you do not quite as fast as your mom does it, <laughs> but you do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I do move on really quickly. I'm just not really afraid of messing up because I feel like we can always just figure it out. We can always just yeah. get back up again. I get discouraged probably most with myself. Like if I don't meet an expectation that I've set, which like yeah. randomly pull these goals, out of, you know, like I'm going to do this. And then when I don't do, I'm like, well, that's not, you know, but that, that probably discourages me. Um, it discourages me when I can't, when I see what someone's capable of and they don't see it and I can't get them to like, believe in that or do the work. Yeah. That's not really my, that just, that's discouraging. That's hard for me. I don't like complaining and I don't like people who just can't try to figure out how to problem solve. Yeah. That bothers me. So that's another yeah. kind of, yeah. Bother discourage. Okay. So then how do you pull yourself? Cause I I'm sure people are going, okay, well, okay. How do you pull yourself out of that? Cause people, it's a natural thing for us to be discouraged. Yeah. Where people struggle is in business and personal is pulling themselves out of it. Yeah. Beyond, you know, a quote that someone throws up. Yes. And says, just do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So for you, what does that look like? I think being really curious, always curious. Ah. Why didn't it work? Why didn't I make it? What should I have done different? Did I set that goal wrong? What could I do tomorrow? You know, just like staying very curious about everything and always asking why. Did you do the same thing in parenting? Yes. Oh, I love and in my that. marriage. In my marriage. I oh, I love that. That's good. Yeah. So very much like, and I love looking for people. I did this a lot with our marriage, a lot with the kids. Who's smart? Like who who's done a good job? Oh, I like her kids are five years ahead of mine, and I like that and that and that. I want to talk to her and ask her how. Yeah. So a lot of that is just curiosity and just really trying to understand the viewpoints, what I'm missing, where I'm weak, how I can improve. Because you can't stay discouraged when you're learning about something. I don't think. Quote it. Somebody write it down. Somebody write, write this down. I'm the only one in my house, by the way. <laughs> write this down. That's, that's really it. good. That's really, really good. Yeah. Look at the wisdom. Ah. It's okay. the gray hair under the blonde. That's what gives. <laughs> it's lots of mess up. Hey, you can't you know? see the gray in the curls, which is which yeah. is why I love them. Mm -hmm. So, so this is a great bridge to something I've heard you mention, but this is a great opportunity for you to kind of expand upon, which is run the mile you you're in. I've heard you say yeah. this. So talk to me about this concept that I will say you came up with. Well, it's funny. I texted a friend of mine last night and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about a tattoo. I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening, but I am thinking about a tattoo, but I'm putting a lot of thought into it. I thought, I think that might be what I would do as a tattoo, like in cursive run the mile you're in. Cause I think it applies to, you know, the athletics, but also life 
And she goes, Sierra, that's the name of the article you wrote for me like five years ago. And I was like, okay, so obviously I like you're this. You're just producing genius okay. and you forget and you're just forgetting. Okay. All right. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So we I go. do, I do like this. So I, I do. And I must say this a lot. I like it because we each have our own. So with the Ironman training, I was just doing a half marathon the other week and it was really hard. Like, I think it was the hard, I was prepared for, it just did not go well. It did not. And I kept telling myself, you're not, it doesn't matter what mile 10 feels like you're in mile nine, run the mile you're in. That's all you can control is what you're in right now. Yeah. Same thing in business. Like what mile are you in? Not the neighbor's mile, not the mile you wish you were in, but like the mile that you're in, that's what you have to run. Cause if you try to run what's way ahead, or if you try to run what you already did, it's not productive. And so I just love this way of like, what, what do I have today? What can I steward today? What could I do well today? What can I learn today? That's the mile I'm in now. And I do oh. that. And then it builds on the next one and the next one until like, oh, geez, I'm done with the half marathon, you know, or I'm done with the Ironman. Cause I did all 26 miles, one mile at a time, instead of what's going to go wrong. How am I going to feel, you know, all that. And I love the simplicity of that analogy because people have these big analogies where we've heard kind of the race analogies where it's the totality of the race is where people are playing. Yeah. But you are in this practical place of like 10 toes down where you are in the present moment. Yeah. Um, which ultimately has a significant impact from a business perspective on the strategy, the long-term strategy. Um, one of my big issues with kind of American businesses, it's so forward thinking yeah. that it doesn't, do what you're talking about and then things are like missed and falls through the cracks but that oh I love that so much that is yeah. so so good that's yeah. so good yeah what are we doing today not what do we wish or what you know that's why there's just there's no regrets really right because I can't go back and change my pace for mile three it is what it is like that's done so why regret it or why overthink it like yeah, I don't, I'm not a regret person either, but I'm not a regret person because I have failed so much in my, <laughs> just like the failures. Haven't we all? Yes. Failures have piled, have piled up. So speaking of failure, which is in my opinion, the best teacher and yeah. you know, people say that all the time. Um, but I also think that there's a beauty found in failing. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a moment when you failed beautifully. Oh boy. Ah, oh, 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 oh boy. Yeah. Oh no, we came, we came to interview. How about, we came to interview. How about failing snotty, crying, <laughs> sobbing. Which ultimately ends up, you know, being a beautiful failure. I mean, sometimes yeah. failure is messy and gross and be like, you know, shove it away and we're not going to talk about it. There's some things I'm not going to talk about, but yeah, share with us. I would say, well, I had, so when we lost everything and we shut down our store, I had, I don't know, six months. It was just really hard, super thin. I had an ulcer. I ended up having surgery. That's where I got all my gray hair, like all the things. Ugh. That was the lowest point probably ever. I've never thought of myself as someone who could or does get depressed, but I mean, looking back now, I'm sure I was, you know, yeah, just yeah. by the pictures and what I looked like, I thought I was, you know, maintaining it and all the things. 
but um but I was laying on the couch in our house and my husband this is okay now I'm gonna cry so I was laying on the couch and my husband was like Sierra we're gonna go out tonight with Greg and Ann I was like I can't I just I cannot talk to people I don't want to answer questions I just I just I can't and he like literally grabbed my hand and he's like they're safe people yeah you have to get up off the couch yeah and I'm I mean I would consider myself pretty strong because of just you know all the battle scars and all the the things I learned or whatever and I would say that was a beautiful failure because I wasn't strong enough for me at that point, but I had built a really awesome relationship with my husband way before this point. Yes. So when I needed that, he was there. Yes. And like, and he was going through the same hard stuff as me. Like yeah. we were losing everything together. You know, he had his days, I had my days, but so I think that, you know, instead of just being by myself, like I had someone who loved me enough that wasn't going to let me wallow, you know, like he let me, oh, I love that. Time, but then he's also like, you need to get up. Yes. You need to get out, yes. gonna, you know? So I think that would be a time that I would. Oh, I love that. And I love how you answered that question. Cause when I've asked it, you know, people go a lot of different ways, but it's the acknowledgement of, you know, there was a, there's this blip in my life and, you know, I had this support there and this, oh, I love that. Look at oh, the tears, <laughs> the tears, I know. <laughs> You know, I, I love a good tear. I yeah. love a good tear. They spring for it quite frequently. <laughs> so how do you, especially because, you know, you lost everything. Yeah. Which is a gut punch. Unlike, like, that's a, that's a different kind of bucket. There are these buckets that, you know, we go through in life. Um, and you, you come back from that. How do you handle expectation? After, well, like, I'm, what does that look like for you in in life? Like, how do you? Yeah, yeah. That, I'm trying to do a better job of that, like setting the expectations to define them in a way that I want to define them, or our family wants to define the other end of the expectation. Yeah. I think before, like in building the retail business, my expectations were very much built on what was, what I thought was expected of me or of a business owner or what would make me successful. Like, you know, so other people or, um, concepts define that. And so then my expectations were set off of that. And now it's more like, what is my expectation because of how I want to live my life or what kind of time I want or how I want to invest in people or what I want to accomplish just because I want to try it. So then I still have high expectations, but because I define them off of the success that I define, I don't know if this is like too twisty. You know what I mean? No, it makes sense. You're the one setting, you're the one setting what the success looks like. It's not something that's being projected onto you. Yeah. I just, know I don't want that. So then if the expectation isn't met, it's a different kind of disappointment because when you don't meet the expectation that's created because of how someone else defines what that should be or what that success looks like, that's a whole like 
shame, guilt, nobody likes me. No, da, da, da. like I don't have that because no one's defining it for me. Like yeah. I'm defining what I want to do and there's particular reasons. And then if I don't meet it, I get inquisitive. Why didn't that work? You know, versus I'm going to be, everyone's going to be disappointed in me now, you know? Right. It's not about everybody else. Yeah. Which yeah. And you talked earlier about the whole kind of discouraging and if that happens, how you pull yourself out of it. Yeah. So the other side of this coin, because I'm just, you know, nuanced that way is in, in the running vein, because you're a runner, how do you, and I'm asking this question, you know, for the listeners, for myself, um, as we lead in, in business and our personal lives, whatever that looks like, how do you outrun doubt? Because we all have it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to define what that looks like. You could share what that looks yeah. like. It could be really big, really small, but when it pops up and I'm just going to, you know, make a st- blanket statement because we're human, yeah. right? <laughs> when it pops up, how do you outrun it? What, like, what do you do? I like to confront it with possible solutions. Yeah. So if I have doubt, so my Ironman coming up, I know I can swim open water. It won't be the best time ever. I've worked on it, but it's just not my skill of the three. So I'll do what I can do. Not worry. So that's just a fact. That's not yeah, even- It is what it is. Fact. I'm going to get in there. I'll swim what I can swim. That's fine. Okay. The, the bike, I feel really strong on the bike. So that'll be the, where I have the doubt is, can I run for four hours consecutively at the end? I've never done it before. The first one I had issues, I ended up walking. The last one I had knee stuff, I walked the entire marathon. So can I, because I have to, in order to make the time I want and, you know, meet some of my other goals. So then I need to start creating files that when I have that doubt, I can go back to that file and be like, okay, yep, you're super hot right now, Sierra. It's super uncomfortable. But remember three weeks ago, you did 18 miles yeah, and you ran the whole thing and it was 80 degrees. Okay. So we pull on that file, we bring it forward. So I think figuring out like where that doubt comes from and then trying to shore up as best you can, you know, with some files in your, in your brain or in your mind, and we can do that in business too. So when we get to a place in our business where we're like, oh my goodness, you know, my sales are dropping. Can I really make my goal? Or what if I can't pay my bill or whatever that is? Okay. But yet remember last year at this time, here's what I did. I, you know, I did this, I took this action. I need to go back to those tools. So we just create those files in our mind to go back to, and then we, it stops the doubt. So I had this, there's a good example with swimming. So I, in my first Ironman, I had this really, I'm claustrophobic and I had this really weird, like three week stint where I was like claustrophobic with the swim cap on. This is like the stupidest thing ever. So Yes, I know. I see your face. I told my coach, I told my coach that and she is, that that a swim cap. A swim cap. So I've been swimming my whole life. I put I put the swim cap on and I get cost like it's on my head. It's super tight. I don't like it. Blah, 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 whatever. We tell ourselves these things. So I told my coach, because first I think you need to speak your doubt out loud. So if I would have just worked through that, like let that consume in my head and like, I'm too embarrassed. I don't want to tell her. I wouldn't have been able to conquer it as quick. Yeah. And I knew it was ridiculous. Like everyone knows that's ridiculous, claustrophobic because of the swim cap. And when I said it out loud, it sounded ridiculous. a lot more ridiculous than in my brain. My brain was telling me, no, it is like pretty much no, you're, you're, you know, you're done. Whatever. You're, you're, you're done. Down for the count. You're going under. Cap. 
but you're not allowed to do an iron. You have to wear a swim cap. So okay. I had to figure out what to do about that. And so, you know, in that situation, it was just put it on and power through it and tell your brain, she would say, my coach would say, Sierra, when you do that, let your brain have the temper tantrum. I can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. And then be like, okay, okay, Sierra, temper tantrum brain. You had your say. We're not doing that today. Here's what we're doing. We're going to swim because we've swam 5,000 hours with a swim cap and we've always been fine. So you had your little temper tantrum. Now we're moving on. So I think, you know, that helps with doubt too, not to just say, I shouldn't be feeling this way and I shouldn't be scared. And I like, yeah. of course I'd be nervous right now. Of course I wouldn't know, if, but here's all the files I have from all the things I've done. To the point, you go to the point of reference. Yeah. This is, this is, I have a previous point of reference to show yeah. that I've done it before I can do it again. And no one's ever got swallowed up by their swim cap. So it's all good. Hey, I mean, I mean, the facts are the facts. And I, I, I mean, somebody can Google it and yeah. let us know if that's, if that's happened, but I don't think so. I so don't do think you so. Use, do you use the same approach with fear, you know, cause doubt and fear are two different things. Yeah. Um, and fear can be really, really loud and fear talks, fear talks back. Right. Yeah. And fear can, fear can hit it can us. be persuasive. Too. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Fear yeah. can woo. Fear yeah. has a little, has a little woo to it. I'm dancing yeah. in my seat for those who can't see me. So when fear talks back, do you, do you do the same thing to, to wrangle that back into its place? I think so. Cause I think another cousin to doubt fear is worry, right? They're all kind yeah, of interrelated. They're all, they're all I love of- this quote. I heard someone say it on a TV show. They just said it in passing. I'm like, oh, I love it. I've been saying it to my daughter. She gets really annoyed with me, but I'm like, it's true. Work. Don't worry. So with fear, like work, don't worry. Right. So I'm afraid what if this happens? Okay. But here's where you are right now. Yeah. And so you're just going to work where you're at right now. We're not going to worry. We're just going to work. We're going to do the work. We're going to do what we can control. Um, yeah. So I would say I use that same thing. I did a half Ironman just, no, no, no. It was a sprint in Daytona and I totally panicked in this one, which is weird. It's so short. And I knew it. I was starting to get like, this is super, just weird stuff that your brain tells you. And I was like, okay, your option is to quit. I'm like, I'm not quitting. <laughs> I'm not dropping out of here. You know, I'm not, right not. Okay, yeah. So that's a firm note. So then what can I do? You know, take a deep breath, keep swimming, keep talking to yourself, you know, and kind of push yourself through like, you've done a million of these, all of the things, you know, listen to the temperature. So I think, yeah, the same thing. And I made it through and I got out of the water. Fine. So, God, I love that. I, I like, that's just a, I mean, again, a lot of, a lot of the things, a lot of solutions in business, in our personal lives do have a level of practicality to them and yeah. we just to hear them, you know, over and over again, um, but in different ways. And so I just like, I just enjoy your the simplicity of your solutions. I have to keep it simple <laughs> or we don't do it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I won't do it. It just has to be super simple, short. To, to the, the point. point, just, just the facts, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it. just tell me what I need to do and I will get, have you always been that way? Were you like that as a child? Um, probably. 
Yeah. And it's gotten more and more like I did a, um, an exercise a couple of years ago where I was supposed to message 10 or 12 people in my sphere that I'd worked with and family, just a nice mix and ask like strong, like what, how would you define me? What make you know, how, what are my characteristics? And a lot of people said, breaking things down, making them really simple. So I think that that, yeah, it's probably just how my brain works. Are you a risk taker? Oh, for sure. Except I won't skydive, but otherwise, yes. Yes. I sit, so I'm, so we've, how long have we known each other? Like a few months. Yeah. Maybe six. Yeah. Maybe six, which I am an introvert, which people do not believe, but we have in common. Yes. And, but before, when I first started interacting with Sierra, I was like, oh my God, she's so amazing. She doesn't realize that she's stuck with me for the rest of her life. I'll play it cool though. Cause you know, when you meet like really cool people and you're like, I'm going to play it cool. Yes. I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to play it cool. Maybe they'll just hang around me for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then... I don't know how it came up, but I'm like, hey, do you want to go climb a mountain? Want to go on vacation with me? Yeah. And that was like after three months. I know, which yeah. was a really big deal for me. And I think also a big deal for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're both kind of like taking this risk in life. And then we met each other in person. She's just as cool in person for those who haven't met her in person. So like she's oh. she's, a vibe. she's a vibe. But then I'm like, Maybe she didn't like me. So then I'm like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna see if she wants to be get off like the hook. Hey, do you still want to go? And she's like, Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. yes. That's why I'm wondering, like, were you a risk taker? But the backstory is I sent her a text and I was like, Oh, hey, do you like skydiving? Don't worry, I'm not asking for our trip. I just want to know. And I'm like, that's a hard no. No, no interest in that whatsoever. <laughs> no interest in the skydiving but you're a risk taker in other ways. Yeah. I'll take risks because I just don't, you can just fix stuff. Like I just don't get afraid of failing, messing up, not going according to plan. Cause we just adjust the course. You know, I used to watch. Oh, Anna yeah. Bing- okay. Yeah, I get I what you're adjust. saying. Like just yeah, yeah. do it and you can, you can, you can rewrite the story. We can clean it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. like even my book. Okay. So write the book, publish the book, literally no one could buy it. That could be, that could happen, right? That's one extreme. It didn't the other extreme, like a million okay. people buy it. Probably Which what's going to happen is just going to be, you know, some people buy it, but we could say no one would buy it except at my Amazon account this morning. I went in and it was like, you purchased my husband bought my book. Of course. Cause he's a good man. Why, why did you buy a car? But why not? It just cracks. He's the best. He's like, the yes, cutest. he is a phenomenal man. I have, he's Love a it. phenomenal man. So he bought the inventory genius, even though he's probably like, oh my goodness. But anyway, but I'm like, so no one could buy the book that, but then who cares? I wrote a book. I got to experience what it's like to write a book. I figured out how to self-publish. I'll just do something different, right? Like I just don't. Yeah. So I think so many people overthink all of the stuff, the extreme of what could happen on one end. And, and then they just don't do things. And then they yeah. don't just, they don't take risks. I so, agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. I have this saying where, um, which you've heard before, maybe is a good start. Yeah. And so how do you move from this 
point in your mind where you're going, maybe, maybe this is pop. And for context for people like who don't, because none of you know me, because you don't need to. But this concept of you're sitting, you hear someone, you have this idea, you have this dream, you're thinking about something in your business and you have this moment where you go, I could possibly do that. Maybe I could do that. Maybe that could be me. Yeah. And it's the premise of moving from maybe to yes, I can. So tell us about a time where you move from, huh, may, may, maybe I could maybe I could do that to, oh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, well, we could go Iron Man again or we could go business. Let's go business. I mean, okay. you know your audience. Okay. So what well, do they, they want to get sick of me talking about Iron Man stuff. Um, okay. So business. <laughs> um, so this was pretty recently. This is after we moved to Nashville. There's a lot of famous people in Nashville, like okay. famous, um, famous. Well, I mean, obviously singers, but I'm talking like, like famous, real famous in or digital, or like in the digital space. Okay. Like you would know a lot of names you know, of people who create digital courses and like all of the online education, you probably want it because you're, (laughs) you were from corporate, but like small business owners, you know, if you're like, Oh, I bought her email course. I bought like the, so many of them live here. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably connected now by two, you know, how that connection things goes to so many of them. Right. So I was, I was visiting with this other gal who recently moved here and she's like, I just want to meet. And she, name somebody I just want to meet them I just want to meet them and like do you think they would come like if we put a group together blah 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 whatever and someone else in the group was like I know them and no they're not going to come and it's probably not what you're thinking whatever and that was a moment where I was like I don't know if this is what you're asking but I thought instead of wanting to be at their table like I can create my own table. That's exactly what I'm asking. That's exactly yeah, like, why do we have to hope that we can be with her? We're smart. I built and sold in tons of stuff. You, yes. the lady who wanted to meet her was like, is an amazing business model. I'm like, you're super smart and know so much stuff. Like, let's make our own table. I don't need to wait to get invited to someone else's table. Yes. Did you I want to make my table? own. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what? Those people can be like, I want to be at Sierra's table. And I'll be like, well, you weren't very nice before. So I don't know. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. So she also, for the listener, yeah. she also remembers. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's, I'm working on that. that I'm be, not. That would listen, be a, you know. I am not. I am also, I keep inventory and uh, I keep inventory. Yeah, I just like real I'm people. I'm not vindictive, but I do keep yeah. story. Because I like real people mm-hmm. and real people are the same all the time. So if you are one way when I'm this way and you're one way when I'm here or here in my life, that's not real. And I don't really want to be around that. So let's just create our own table, invite nice people to it, you know, and be the yes. center of our own table and be proud of that and confident enough in that. You, oh my gosh, that was completely... That was the, that was one, that was a great answer. And you absolutely answered the question. And it's amazing where, when we sit back in life and we think about, and I would challenge your listener to, to do that, to sit and think about all of the times where they didn't move from maybe to yes, I can. And why? Yeah. Now, sometimes there are real practical reasons as to why you don't move from maybe to yes, I can. So I'm not judging. 
I don't, you know, I'm, I am not a believer that everybody can do everything. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> You're like, yes, you can. I'm like, I feel like everybody can do all the things. I'm just, I'm on the other side of the sauce, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think understanding why, you know, yeah. and being able to articulate the why and the why not is, is really, yes. really powerful and important. So I can say that because, you know, maybe it's because I can't do all the things. So I want everyone, I want some people to be at my table. <laughs> maybe I'm yeah. perfecting because I'm like, I am, have so many gaps. So someone join me over here. <laughs> we all do. And we all have strengths and weaknesses and things that we are created to be created to excel at things that come more naturally for us. But I think everybody is capable of believing or trying or attempting something if they want to. So I just, everybody think, that. I just think that I just Here's do. I, I mean, you are the, you are the one that people should have in their corner. Like, I believe everybody can get out of debt. I just believe they can do that. Oh, I agree with I, Now I, that doesn't mean it could be the way that you're thinking. It might not be my sales explode. I'm da, 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 da. like, there's lots of ways we could define that, but everybody can, I think everybody can build a sustainable business every, you know, with but yeah, right that's probably why, that's probably why somebody like me, if I were to build a biz, like a, a, I have a consulting business, but if I were to build a business, like a lot of your clients or potential clients do, I would need someone like, like you period full stop for a hot minute because yeah. I don't have, because you have a very unique capability and a very unique financial acumen, um, that I don't have. And yeah. So finding a good, the team. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's just one of, and there, and when people start, cause I've, I've been in rooms where you've articulated what you do and it's like this light bulb goes off with these business people where they're like, Oh, whoa, I, what? Like, yeah. I can, and it's like, can you like, let's go over here to the corner. Can we talk a little bit for a second? Yes. <laughs> Because I actually, so I think that's the way I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it um, in kind of in that vein. So I have a really off the wall question, which is, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Just go with it. What is just go with it? Who's in it? Who's in Jennifer it? Aniston and Adam Sandler. Oh, oh my gosh. That's from... <laughs> No, it's from, it's from so forever long ago. ago. I know. Oh my gosh, I, I love it. I laugh. I've watched it so many, and I don't watch things more than once very often. Like I'm kind of a, I watched it once. I've watched that movie so many times. I laugh every single time. I so we love Hawaii, the Big Island specifically. I went as a child. We would go almost every year. And then when we got married, my husband had never gone on family vacations. They just didn't do that. And I'm like, oh, we're going on family vacation. I love that you whispered that. <laughs> like it's not being like it's not being you're like we never work hard yeah and I'm like oh we're doing this so we started taking our kids we would save every year I would use I mean we didn't have that much so I would use points I would scrape together I would say and we'd go to Hawaii the big island every year so I love Hawaii and it takes most of it takes place in Hawaii not on the big island but in Hawaii so I think that's why I like it too and I just that's my I love it it's my funny movie I just love it 
I've, I have, it is a funny movie. Um, I've never been to Hawaii. It is one of the five states that I've never been to, which is so random. Well, if you're going to go tell me, because I will give you the inside scoop because I've been there so many times and to all the islands and all the things. So I'm putting it, I'm putting it off. It's, you know, cause I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. So it's one of those where I'm like, well, but you know, clock is a ticket. Yeah. Year, so I'm like, I should probably get it over with. Just go. And, and then you'll be like, why did I wait so long? I could exactly. be going here every year. Exactly. So know. that's, that's just wonderful. So I have another question. I don't know how much time we have because, you know, I could just keep going, but I am interested in your, I find that a lot of business leaders, owners, your listeners probably, some of them probably can answer this question off rip themselves, which is why I want to ask you this. What is your personal framework for perseverance? Like when you, and if it's, and, and it might be the same in business too, you know, sometimes those things bleed over, but what does that look like for you? What is the, how do you keep going? What does that reset look like? Yeah. I think most recently, probably in the last year and a half, I've been able to define it with the live big words that I shared with you, that next book I want to write, living big. So, and to me, the big, bold, intentional, grateful, that's my framework. So living really bold, like trying new things, getting out of my comfort zone, I want to be an amazing person. I want just so much depth to me that I want my funeral to be like full. I want so many people to come and be like, now I'm going to cry again. She helped me. And oh my goodness, you know, that one time, like, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to live bold that way. And it's really easy when you've been hurt really badly, which we were with our business experience to never want to live bold because living bold is super like out there risky, right? Like, yeah, you're in the, you're in the Brene Brown vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Because people can screw you over, you know, people are people. And so, but living bold and then really intentional. So that's where I get that curiosity from. Like if I want a good marriage, what do I have to do today to make sure that my marriage is good? Like when we first got married, I was thinking, I don't want to be those people that when my kids, we didn't even have kids, <laughs> when our kids are gone, I don't know my husband. So what do I need to do today to have an amazing marriage when my kids leave? Like uh, that's intentional, right? So you defined what you did not want yes. or what you did not want to look like in 10 years, 20 years, and then put a plan on how you're going to avoid that. Yep. And I do that with like everything. Versus- yeah. A lot of people, what you hear is, this is what I want and this is how I'm going to get it. But there is an alternate plan also. Yeah, I think it's living, yeah. like living on, def- on not on defense, but on offense. Like what, yeah. what can I, and you can't still stuff comes up, crap happens. Like, oh yeah, oh goodness, stuff life. happens, you know? Life, life There's is people, life. yes. Yeah. However, like you, you're intentional along the way. So when that happens, you have tools, you have people, you have resources, and you can get yourself out of those messes quicker with no bitterness. Like that's all because of intentional living. And then the grateful side of it is just being really thankful. I, last year when I was training for my Ironman, 
I had so much, well, actually I did for both of them, so many knee issues. And so I could, every time I ran, it hurt every time I ran. And I finally found a coach that helped me with some running form. And it's been phenomenal for this training. And I literally, when I go out and run, I'm like, I am so thankful I can run today. This is awesome. Like I'm so, you know, it's like living thankfully all the time. Like, I'm so glad I have a business coach or I'm so glad whatever, you know, and then maybe that's how I celebrate my wins, but it's like the small, it's the gratitude. Thankful. Yep. And then that gratitude pushes you to bold living again. Right. Cause if I'm super thankful, I want to do even more. I want to be even more bold and then I'm going to be intentional so that it works. And then, you know, and it's just, that's my framework. But I think there's a subtle piece that I'm hearing that you don't always hear, which is you're planning on both sides of the coin. Um, and not in a reactive way, but a very kind of proactive way. Um, and, and that's a, that's a nugget that that's a, that's a really good takeaway. That's a really good takeaway. Yeah. Be proactive. Yeah. On, on both sides. So this is what I want, but I'm also going to plan around the things that I don't, don't want. Sometimes we will latch, we will latch on to, um, we will latch on to the, to the shiny thing. Yeah. Be so focused on that, um, that we negate focusing on this thing over here, not because it's like, oh, I don't want to pay attention to it. It's like this other piece is so big. Uh, I always, for, for those who don't, well, no one would know. Um, but for those who don't know me, I'm divorced. And one of the things I talk about is, um, the vows were for better or worse. And it started off the for worse part or the for better part is what sides started sideswiping the marriage. Yeah. It wasn't the, now it did get worse, but it was, you know, you, we look at the, you know, for the, okay, the for worse, like this is what I would do, yep. blah, 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 blah. But we also have to focus on the other side of that coin. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love that that kind of how you plan around both sides. I think that's a, I think that's a really great thing. And it's obviously helped you in business too. So again, yeah. and with the you're family, phenomenal. like the kids too, you know, cause a lot of the listeners are moms, just like something practical and little. So you hear like terrible twos, terrible twos, terrible. I'm like, why, why do they have to be terrible? I don't under why, or my teenagers and slamming doors and they hate me and they don't, you know, just wait, people be like, just wait till your kids are teenagers. And I'm like, why? why would I set them up for failure? Yeah. Like maybe, I don't know, but I'm going to correct. Like, like, what could I do to have a great relationship to build into that, to do set what I need to do. That's uncomfortable today so that we don't have slamming doors when they're 13. You yeah. Know how, so yeah, you can bring this into business life, friendships, relationships, all of it. I love that. And yeah. I have a, I have a nine and a 11 year old. Uh, and yeah, I can see that with with my kids. And yeah, that's, that's great. That's why I can't stand it when women are like in business. I'm just a hot mess. Stop saying that. Yeah. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Stop saying that. Yeah. No, you know, I'm a bad mom. Stop saying that. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You are, if you make yourself and if you allow yourself, but why would you put that label on you? So Uh -uh. yeah, Yeah, I'm words, you know, the words have power thing is a big deal and the hot mess is also an irritant. It's yes. a big irritant to me. And so I'm- much so for me, I did an entire master class called get out of hot mess mode. 
Because I was like, stop it. Because in the boutique space, a lot, I think it's women, because it's women. So if you're listening and you've called yourself this, quit it. Like they call them, I'm, I'm just a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. That is an excuse for not doing what you know you need to do, for not getting the help you need, for not taking the right steps, for not believing. Like that's just an excuse. And we put those labels on ourselves so that we don't have to do hard work. So yeah, quick. it's an illusion of pr- productivity. Yeah. It's it, for some people for, yeah. you know, it's the, it's the illusion of productivity. It's the, I'm, you know, there's so much going on that I can't, I can't focus. And yeah. my response usually to, you know, the women I talk to is, oh, okay. So you're just going to tell the world that you have a prioritization problem. Oh no. As a, as a biz- right. <laughs> yeah. As a business owner. Yeah. You're literally telling everyone, I can't prioritize. And then they yeah. look at me, they're like, oh, like, uh, okay. <laughs> that's what you're, that's what you're, t- yeah. that's what you're saying. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. But I love that. I thought, oh my God, I loved that. Thank you for chatting with me. No, I loved it. This is, you know, I get to talk to you all the time. I know, it was good. It just thank you for having me. I just, I loved coming on and I learned more about you also in this conversation. So I hope your listeners did too. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, if anyone's listening and anything hit home or you want to chat more, you can find me on DM, Instagram. I, I do all my own DMs and I will answer you or you can email <laughs> me. Hello at sierrastockland.com. And I will answer your email and I'll help you out or point you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the, you're the real deal. Um, and you're the, you're the, you're one of the short list of people who I point and will point others to. And that list is very, very short because, you know, when you refer people, it's, it's kind of a big deal, but yeah, it is a big deal. You deliver and you are worth every dime and in parentheses and some, um, so, you know, I'm like, God, you should definitely be on everybody's team for sure. That's for sure. One day, but if not, they can read the book. If they not, oh yeah, you should. De- I mean, I can't wait to get mine. I know you ordered it. You don't even have inventory. I yeah, it. it doesn't matter. I'm going to turn you into an inventory genius too. Oh, you I and mean- Jim, my two people who bought my book this morning, Jim and <laughs> no Bethany inventory. are going to be inventory. Both of them no inventory. But here's the thing. You're, you're like, you bring a level of practicality. And I know I've said that word a couple of times when describing you, but I think it's really, really important for people to know because they're not going to glean it from just looking at your socials. Um, They're not going to understand the value you will bring to their business and to them as a whole person. Because as business owners, the like the double hit that's like really good is when you can bring somebody on and you're paying them and they're actually just making you just better just all around just better and so I ordered the book yeah because you're my friend like of course I'm going to support you but also because you walk in wisdom and you have battle scars not and you didn't like buy this wisdom, this is hard earned and hard fought. So my assumption is, and I'm not wrong. um, So in my humble and very right opinion, (laughs) within the pages of your book, 
I'm just going to get wisdom on life and how to lead well in life. And I'm, you know, I'm an expert on leadership and like, I got something to learn from her. Why wouldn't I order the book? I love it. (laughs) Why wouldn't I order the book? Come on, man. Everybody listening right now, just go and support her. Just go and support her. Go to Amazon. Where else is it? Amazon and then my website, CRS. Amazon and her website. Because you, how often do you put out this podcast? Every week, every Monday. Is it, is it free? Yeah. So let's give back. Let's give back. Let's oh, give I back to her. her. Thank you. And no, she's not paying me to do this. No, no, she didn't, didn't get know. a 10% 90 cent commission. Off the I know. But no, I believe in, I, I really do believe in what you're doing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on here if I, if I didn't. And I, I think that it's a big deal that you sat down and invested your time and that you get on every week to help people enhance their business. Not, not just because it's something that you're very, very passionate about and go buy the book. I love it. And with that, not a suggestion, I'm actually go buy the book. Don't cut that out either. I won't cut it out. I'll leave it in. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I think this is the longest podcast I've ever had. I'm always usually pretty short. So this is fun. Hopefully people listened and enjoyed it. And thank you guys for taking along. Thank you for listening. So many of you just listen and listen. I look at the numbers and I'm like, who are these people that just keep listening? So love you. I love it. So good. All right. Thanks everyone. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friends. I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius. It is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time, there is so much to be learned in the Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, and grab your copy of the Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon.